0: Hi, I'm Tess Pelicano, and you're listening to Fade In under the Baobab Tree at Baobab Tree Studios.
1: Action.
0: Hello, and welcome to the pilot episode of Fade In, where we follow the life and times of a ragtag group of filmmakers making stories on screen and over the podcast airways. Here on this podcast, we're going to get to know the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop, I am your host, Tess Pelicano. Among other things, I am a producer for the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop.
2: You are? Oh, sorry.
0: (laughs) 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 We are uh, a group of independent filmmakers from a diverse and varied Mm -hmm. backgrounds, different experience levels Mm -hmm. in film and television as you can hear them already, very excited to be here. Mm. Dave Distinty.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen.
0: And uh, Billy Branigan.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dave, why don't you give us a quick intro, who you are, what you do.
2: My name is Dave Distinti, and I've been sober now for... <laughs> no, no. You know what? This, this job could drive me to drink, but we, you never know. But, Plot um, twist. It already um, has. Anyway, so uh, I'll tell you. I'm going to try to stay on task because I've been known to meander a little bit verbally. We'll
0: learn this about Dave today. That's,
2: that's right. And I'm going to be very concise. I'm a TV director by day and a filmmaker on the weekends, and... Uh...
0: And you are the esteemed executive producer and founder oh, of the Connecticut right. oh, Filmmakers. Oh, that too. Yes, that is, that's right. that is that's what true. I wanted from Bam. you. That's oh, oh. That's, thank you, Jess. <laughs> You were so anxious to already start speaking, I thought I'd let you introduce yourself, but you're not giving <laughs> me what I wanted. <laughs> To his right, my yes. left, is right, is the also esteemed, yes. famous in his own mind, yes. resident actor. <laughs> up
1: and coming.
2: <laughs> He's like our staff actor. Yeah, exactly. Staff <laughs> actor, Billy, Billy Brannigan. <laughs>
0: the funny story, none of you can see us, but Billy showed up today in yep. a sweatshirt that says Fade In on it. I
1: didn't even know that was the name of we the show. No idea.
2: <laughs> By the way, neither did I. That's Beautiful right. <laughs>
0: coincidence. <laughs> So um, this podcast is going to follow our evolution and our progress. We're going to follow the good, the bad, the ugly, <laughs> not Clint eastwood at all. You do have um, me, though. Very similar. Fairly uh, uh, <laughs> 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 resembles Clint Eastwood yes, maybe, so closely. Maybe the
2: shoe size. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> <No. laughs> the East, <laughs> Eastwood of our generation. He's also oh. white,
0: and he's also a man. Yes. <laughs> <All> those uh, are
2: <laughs> similarities. <laughs> Uh okay
0: yep. this podcast is going to follow our evolution through interviews with cast and crew members so we're going to get to know everybody Billy mm. has been with us for a little while, yep, a few I've of our projects put projects. up with us for a little while. First of
2: all, Billy, I want to apologize on behalf of the <laughs> Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop. <laughs>
0: yeah. Billy I think is our youngest at 19, oh. and then we have somebody who is uh, couple, a 60s. couple gentlemen in their are 70, I think they're oh, 70. Oh, yeah. We have people who are, as Dave is, a TV professional. We have writers, one of our newest guys is a professional screenwriter. That is his day job. <laughs> that is, um, that's cool. Though. <laughs> We're yeah, gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna uh, be here in the studio. Uh, I think maybe next episode, or Two. maybe. Uh, today. I think probably. That's if three. we get
2: through episode one. Yep. Dave
0: will not be here on every episode. So. Thank goodness. <laughs> I'll be sleeping on those
2: Saturday mornings. <laughs> but be, uh, yeah.
0: anyway, so we've come together and we collaborate on films and stories and we make short narrative films, uh, some of which will be in film festivals, hopefully one of which already has. I didn't even know that. We were in the New Haven 48-Hour 48 48, yeah. Film Festival last July. Billy was one of our actors for yep. that. Apologize
2: every time I bring
0: <laughs> up. We're not terrible people to work with. No. So don't give the people no, the no. idea that we're terrible to work with.
2: You no. guys are all right. You <laughs> well, see how he said that? Tru- we're just all right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway,
0: so we, uh, we participated in the New Haven 48-Hour Film Festival where mm. we had to write, shoot, and edit a film in 48 hours. And uh, one of the awards given was for Best New Haven Shot because it's the New Haven Film Festival, and it was right. given by Rev Kev, who is the owner and runner of the Baobab Tree Studios. And in addition to the bragging rights of said award, we received a free year membership to this studio. We were told in previous years that the winners didn't really take advantage, but we are taking really? advantage. Oh, yes, we may
2: even be abusing <laughs> we it. We uh, <laughs> I be I abusing. I actually sent a note to Rev Kev saying to him, I just want to make sure we're not abusing our (laughs) membership. Because uh, like we're doing the podcast and we're we using meet we here we, every, every couple, couple of weeks, weeks, every two and weeks. He did say, "Oh no no, I'll let you know. <laughs> Don't worry." So yeah. so with the forty eight hour film festival. festival, we got the uh, we got we the use awarded, of the space. We yeah. were
0: awarded the the best New Haven shot. Apparently nobody else shot downtown, so it's well, really. Let's go over the know. statistics here because when I
2: found out how we got the membership, I'm like, really? And there I was 20? the location scout, so oh, you're perfect. welcome. <laughs> come come to find out, I think there were twenty sixteen only three actually shot in New Haven.
0: In the town.
2: In the town. We were the only but ones But we were the only who ones shot. who actually shot Downtown. something iconic of New Haven. I mean, and yeah.
0: Rev Kev was like, there was really no choice. I had to award. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm we're like, oh, well, that's very like interesting.
2: Scene. We won by default, I guess. <laughs> we did win by but default. But I, I, I <laughs> we will We still say won. <laughs> we did. That's very important. Thank yes. you, Rev Kev and everybody. Yeah. Even though it was like 100 degrees outside, yes, mid- it was wickedly July. hot. We walked around most everywhere in New yeah. Haven, whether it be the Green or um, what's the name of the museum that's uh, with the dinosaurs, the uh, Peabody. Peabody Museum. I knew but we all walked was. all around and I was like, wow, what a really cool city and a great backdrop for filmmaking. It's sort of become our home base, and there's so many opportunities here, I think, to use New Haven as a backdrop for yeah. films. I mean, it has very modern flair, but then at the same rate, in several city blocks, could be your backdrop for many different sort of looks. They shot Indiana
0: scene. Jones here, and that's yes. exactly why. Ah, there you go. That's what I-, you I heard know about that? that.
2: I may have not known that fact. <laughs>
0: I wanted, uh, Dave, for you to tell our listening audience who are getting to know us, how you came to where you are in your career briefly, All and right. then <laughs> how you came up with uh, this time-sucking club oh, yes. of the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop, <laughs> It is a, why. Yeah.
2: So, long story short, oh God, I always start that, but anyway, <laughs> so here's the deal, here's the deal, <laughs> how I got into my career, I'm a, I uh, direct World News Tonight with David Muir, it's this Little show that airs on the ABC network at 6:30. It's little got show. like seven million. No, eight views. million people. We've gone oh, up. I'm oh yeah, sorry. yeah we are. <laughs> Please, let's get the numbers right here. I'm here to represent. All I right. think the kids say that too. So, um, <laughs> last time I so, checked. Ready for this? My interest in filmmaking and television started in seventh grade at uh, my middle school in Easton Connecticut. We had a video camera and an open reel VTR for those kids out there. Do not know what that is. Basically, there wasn't a video cassette like you guys are used to. It was basically tape on open reels with a big old machine with a big hard record button. And uh, we had this media class. We would each make a little scene, and we had to storyboard the scenes. And then we would have to stand in front of the camera, and it was only one take. It was start, stop. We put together these little movies just on this open reel tape, and I was so fascinated by the process Well, it got me into the technology and Mm. filmmaking. Well, from there, I just uh, did an internship locally in Norwalk. And next thing you know, I got a part-time job there. And then I found different interests in television, like wanting to be a technical director. And then, I don't know, about 20-something years later, I ended up becoming a a director. Next thing you know, I'm filling in for World News Tonight with David Muir. been the fill-in guy for almost four years now. <laughs> uh, my name has just not been taken off the schedule. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm still on the schedule. <laughs> but so that was, uh, that's sort of how I got into television. You know, it started out with an internship. I found at the internship I was so into all the gear. I would come in on my own time on weekends, and I would shoot my movies with my friends with a super VHS camcorder. For th- oh, I want to get into that. Very high tech at the time. And I would sit in an edit bay for hours. And uh, from that experience, taking that time to learn how to use the gear, I kid you not, the day after my internship was up, I got a call. You know how to do everything already. Would you be interested taking the job? And I said, oh, my gosh, yes. But that is how I got into television, basically. It didn't feel like work to me. And uh, when I was making $6.63 an hour, I laughed every day. So what happened with the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop, I I wanted to find other people that were into filmmaking. My friends are not into filmmaking. They're sports nuts and other four-wheelers and stuff like that. (laughs) So uh, back in 2009, I went on to uh, meetup.com and I started this Trumbull Filmmakers Workshop. Because Dave is from from Trumbull. Trumbull. (laughs) And I currently reside there. So uh, it turns out that, um, you know, a bunch of people signed on and the group lasted for about a year. Then we kind of disbanded. Mm. And then fast forward to last year, I think it was around January 2015. So I went on Meetup. <laughs> they had a, di- a deal where you could get three months for, I don't know, 14 bucks. So I signed, uh, I started the group. Next thing you know, i got a bunch of people. And um, what's really fascinating about it is, I think, the different personalities that are pulled into this group and experience Mm -hmm. levels. Like, you know, Tess was saying we have people that are college age. We have people that are uh, ex-marketing executives. But everybody has one thing, uh, one core interest. They want to make movies.
0: I found you guys March 2015, so a couple months after you had, mm-hmm. you know, restarted. And I heard of you when you were shooting a film in my town. Oh, no kidding. And there was like a oh, press oh, release and somebody was like, "Well, oh, I yeah. know you're interested in film and there's this small group. It was weird. It was like just a friend through a friend who had known that I was into filmmaking and trying mm-hmm. to get into it. And then once I started working with you guys, I like weaseled my way up to, to his assistant. <laughs> I think
2: it was more like brown nosing. I think it was a girl. <laughs>
0: really I wanted to be closest to the person making the decisions so I could learn how the decisions were made, learn mm. how the process works. You, you know, on the first set we did, the first shoe, uh, Jaguar for sale. Mm-hmm. It's about a car, not a not a cat. <laughs> 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 I thought it was a cat initially. <laughs> but it was very, you know, workshoppy the first time we had worked mm, together. Yeah. And I just I did some stuff with the behind the scenes people and that was really cool, but then I learned It's cool to observe it, but it's better to be like in the middle of it. And now I'm a producer. Look at oh, that! Oh yeah, like she's producing
2: the podcast almost a year later. I'm there producing.
0: You go. I'm assistant producing a film no, we're doing this year. That's true. That's true. And, Tess is taking it straight a, yes, up, yeah. producing the second film we're doing this year. Oh God, help us! <laughs> you no, know, no. The, the thing about uh,
2: Jaguar for Sale that was really important was that was the first shoot that any of us had all worked together. Yeah. I wasn't even there for that. I had no, no in was, spirit, Billy. We were was, channeling. Uh, the uh,
0: spirit. <laughs> BB before Billy.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> very good. The the I like
1: that. Dark days. <laughs> the dark days. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but what, well, let me, uh, one thing about Jaguar for sale that was really important. No one had ever worked together. And what mm-hmm. I thought was really fascinating, how everybody pulled their resources, you know, and just equipment, their equipment ideas, uh, experience, and take the time to put something together. And it yeah. really was. It
0: was a disaster. It was a semi-near <laughs> disaster. But you know what?
2: The way I chalked it up, it was not a disaster because I looked at it as what they call in the corporate world a team building event. It gave me the executive producer an idea of what pieces uh, work best together, and it was a good idea to see. Uh, gave me a good idea to see who works well together and who works well. Period. Yes, it was a disaster, but you know what? From the ashes, our little phoenix. And you know what? It actually, once we put it together, uh, you know, I thought it turned out okay. The film
0: itself is is okay. Yeah, it it turned out
2: out okay. okay. Yes. You
0: know, and through
2: some creative editing, thank you. (laughs) But uh, But it
0: also, like most of the people who were there that day are still with us, you know. Yeah.
1: hey this is Billy Brannigan from the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop. You're listening to Fade In, Under the Baobab Tree, recorded at Baobab Tree Studios.
2: How about Billy Brannigan? So Billy, Billy oh, wow. is
0: here to give us the actor's perspective so <laughs> the far. The actor's perspective. Well, yes. uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait one, two, three. Well some four,
2: scenes, five, five. some shorts, Wait. some I don't even know what you call some of the things think, that we did I last I
0: think we year. did five.
1: I did I did three of them.
0: And you were in three of them, so you were in like more more than half. <laughs> I played
1: your uh your college guy that got a girl pregnant.
0: He improvised the whole scene and it came very naturally <laughs> the only part he was faking was about going to college. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so.
1: I did that, I did the uh the car robber. Oh right. yeah.
2: It, yeah that worked. was physically I have to say watching your performance. I'm like, son of a, how does that guy do that? I mean, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and he's beating somebody up. I'm like, Thank that you. was
0: the craziest freaking shoot. We got there at 5,
2: hours, and we walked away at 6, six or 7 in the morning. Yeah. And
1: I like, had an audition
2: the Bill next time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I went to New York City. 10 a.m. in New
0: York City. He jumped on the, I handed him a Red Bull. He jumped on the, yep. on the train. Oh, uh, yeah. He was covered in fake blood. Yep. Yes.
2: <laughs> I'm sure that went over well with the, uh, the Metro audition. North. Then there's Truly Terrifying. He was in Truly Terrifying. Yep.
0: yes. A, a uh, Tess
2: in. Pelicano production. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: I wrote it and co directed it. That
1: was the first shoot I did with you guys, and yes. it was my birthday. It was his name. Oh, well, and you oh, that's guys right. got me that's a birthday right. cake right. when he found out. And Tess's mom, Mrs. Pelicano, didn't know that I was the one getting the birthday cake, so she <laughs> came up to me. <laughs> And she His said birthday. she said don't tell anyone but there's some <laughs> some guy named Billy and we're, we're getting him a birthday cake.
2: And did you play along and say I, uh, know, I
1: said to her it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and she begged me not to tell Tess. Uh, <laughs>
2: oh my God! You
1: still have the.
2: Oh, this is
0: Billy's birthday crown. I kept it in my mouth.
1: Wow! Oh my made gosh. out
2: of tape somebody, and paper. Very Somebody nice. on set
0: made him a uh, birthday crown out of paper. One of the
1: other actresses, I think. Was right? it? I, Was don't it? I don't know.
0: If you want to wear it through the podcast room, you know. Over
1: the head? I don't think it'll work.
2: When oh when gosh. you're collecting your Oscar, you're gonna wave this and be like, Re- "I <laughs> remember when," <laughs> exactly. and they'll be like ushering you off the stage. <laughs> So I have, if you don't mind, Tess. I have a quick yeah, question sure. for Billy. So, Billy, what was sort of like when you were auditioning, or give us some of your thoughts about when dealing with the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop? That and was it could be... be my question oh, for sorry, him. Davis
0: taking over wow. my podcast. Can I'm only the
2: executive, you know... senior executive producer. Okay. <laughs> Go on, Billy. Thanks, Tess. Yes, yeah,
1: I liked honest. it. I liked you it. Rock. No, no, I did because I've done so many different film things, and so many of them have been piles of garbage. Like the <laughs> way people work and stuff. Like the first feature film I did
0: the burning car you were in like a field on top of a car with that's a just girl. a music video oh okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. burning
2: car There's oh burning we haven't car. had a burning alright we're gonna have to get a burning car into one of our productions but anyway go on <laughs> Billy
1: no but I did this movie with The Last Train Home and I was just this new actor guy and then they had I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Al Sapienza no he was on like The Sopranos and stuff but oh. so they were paying him big bucks and they were barely paying me anything and these people were like they didn't know what they were doing they were they had a big budget but it was a mess. Hopefully they don't hear this podcast. But, <laughs> but so, like, you guys actually knew what you were doing. You you made sure everything was in order. I thought you guys were great, you know? Like, I, yeah. I, I wanted to keep working with you guys, you Thanks know? Thanks for lying. Yeah. I'm not lying.
2: I'm serious. Tess, do you have the five bucks I owe Yeah. It's okay. I'll give it to you after the, after All the big right, podcast. good. Five bucks for that. Thanks. <laughs> now, I have another question for you. Yes. Uh, how did you get into... Uh, what Dude. P- I'm sorry.
0: Uh, <laughs> He's <laughs> asking my oh, questions oh, for okay, me. Sorry.
1: Well, you know, throughout my school years, up until I was like 18, I was, you know, making movies with my friends, just like Dave. I feel like that's how everyone starts, just making crappy movies. <laughs> then when I actually, the day before my 18th birthday, I went out to New York City, convinced someone to let me audition for a movie. And I completely butchered the audition. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. And then I just kept doing auditions and stuff. Finally, someone was like, "Wow, I'm gonna cast you in a movie." And I did that. And since then, you know, just developing connections, like you gotta do, and just continuing to do auditions and all that.
2: Were you interested in just acting, or did you want to be director? Like your business
0: card says, editing and directing.
2: Oh yes, it does. Somehow, acting is just like in there somewhere.
1: Well, actually, the month after I did that first audition, I found out James Franco Mm -hmm, had a school. He was accepting submissions for it. You had to, like, write him an essay. And I got into the school for directing. So mm-hmm. I studied there oh, for neat. a while, and it wasn't acting. It was directing. So I guess that's kind of the directing division wow. of, of me. Yeah. <laughs> so it was cool. I actually met him. I made a fool of myself. I asked him what is film, and he said I was getting too deep, and he kind of pushed me away. So <laughs> 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 it was a really awkward experience. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Was there a performance that you saw on a movie or stage where you're like, "Wow, that's really cool. I well, want to like, explore inspires more of that." You. Yeah, um, that is... The Godfather was. No, it I've
1: actually much. never seen The Godfather.
2: What? Me what is neither. up with kids your age I tried. at work? So I'm beating over the head <sighs> the kids of your generation. Like, how has nobody been watching or seeing The Godfather? I've seen The
0: Breakfast Club a hundred times. I do like The Breakfast
2: Club. Uh, the oh Club my fact, god! In fact,
0: I know what you did. Have with you, the bre-
1: <laughs> <laughs> If you listen to my podcast, the Writers Renigan's Block, podcast. I pitched. I want to be in a
0: remake of the Breakfast Club. But they've already done it.
2: Did they really? They did uh, it on on a show show oh, on oh, some show, Victoria? Oh no! I'm talking a real movie. Okay. <laughs> all right. So he
0: wants to be Bender. Bender. I could
2: pull off. No, a Bender. you're come the on. Anthony Michael is... Hall character. Oh, you are so the Anthony. You are though. All- you follower. are not the Sporto guy. <laughs> oh no, Bender's the uh, Bender's the, the, the bad guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I want to no, be. No, no, you're Anthony Michael. Oh, uh, come sorry, on. Sorry,
0: you do kind of look like him. But no, Bender had some really awesome monologues. Yeah. Where he's like talking about he's talking about his dad burning him with a cigar or something on his arm. My dad never did that.
1: But you know, I could act it out.
2: <laughs> so, what was was there a singular performance or movie or?
0: No, I mean,
1: literally, I, I wish I could say. I wish I had some cool story. Like, I saw Jaws, and I loved the shark performance. I, but, but no, it Very really. biting, but yeah. 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 No, I've just loved films since I was a kid. I okay. would buy movie soundtracks, play them in my room, and just you know, act out monologues yeah. and yell at walls. He's I,
0: schizophrenic. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am.
1: Actually, but no, I love Heath Ledger as the Joker. Just like everyone mm-hmm. oh yeah, else. that's probably yep. my. Yep. Yep. biggest one there's tons of performances that i i just i love and
2: what's a movie right off the top of your head you think like wow it's one of my favorite movies
1: one of my, oh my favorite all the time is donnie darko i don't know if you guys have heard of it yeah. i've
2: heard of it but i have not seen it
1: is i am in love with that film no it's not a superhero movie it's about a kid and <laughs> darn, he sees darn. a bunny and it's, it's just i love it a I, kid I love who the sees a bunny
2: already it. i'm i'm intrigued yes <laughs> well
1: there's more to that i'm not doing i get it you no no it's
2: okay it's okay Hey, I'm Dave Distinti. <laughs> hey, I'm Dave Distinti, and you're listening to Fade In Under the Baobab Tree Studio. No, it's not under the studio. Hey, I'm Dave Distinti, and you're listening to Fade In Under the Baobab Tree at Baobab Tree Studios.
0: You said in one of our last meetings that last year, as our first year, like officially together, we crawled, and yep, this year yep. we're going to walk.
2: I think the interesting thing about last year core people that kind of just kind of stuck together Yeah. yeah and I think it was all learning to work with each other as a group and that was sort of a growing thing and I think this year I can see how people are starting to fall into their different roles in the group Training this year, like uh, one of our guys is coming over. He's going to be our audio guy for um, the Scene number 76 shoot. He's coming over to my place one of these weekends, and we're going to break out all the audio. We're going to hook it all up, and we're going to go through how everything works. People have skills
0: in specific assets. Like I went to school for film writing. Dave is a professional director but we're all trying different things and learning different right. areas, so we become I'm more <laughs> I'm a vagabond actor. Billy's a actor.
2: I always just refer to Billy as our staff actor. Yeah. He's Billy. like, he'll do it, no problem. <laughs> he would do Wear it. a clown suit, what? Said, oh, no. Yeah. No, he didn't do that. No, I'm but, kidding, yeah, but yeah, I'm talking yeah. about a future work. I would.
0: Yeah. Billy, like, on one of our, at the festival, he was there for the writing process of the mm. show yeah, that we yeah. did, so everybody's trying different things, stretching their skills, growing, right. and mm. I think that that really, that's something that we really, really worked on last year as well. Unlike
2: last year, we just wanted to make stuff, so we just Mm. wrote whatever and just to get out there and sort of exercise our Mm. brains with filmmaking.
0: We've done a few interesting things, but this year I think it's more quality. Yeah,
2: I'm sure all these groups like ours, we, we, we grow as we move on. We got already two productions. Um, One is a a workshop and one is an original script that we'll be shooting. And I think we have two more original scripts. I think Tess's and Roger are very strong and they're getting there. And each quarter we will film one of these scripts. And I I think it's giving us a focus now. I'm really excited about it.
0: Why don't you tell us about the first project that we're doing? We're shooting right. in February. The workshop.
2: Um, what's interesting about scene number seventy six was uh, it's not an original idea. Uh, a lot of uh, filmmaking schools and whatnot they uh, they use utilize this concept um, as sort of an exercise, a low no stress sort of um, shoot. sort of shoot. We've taken a script from a a critically acclaimed movie, a scene, and the cast nor the crew knows the scene, what movie it's from. That's including me. Including Billy, Billy who's gonna be acting in it. Yeah. And (laughs) uh, what we did was, uh, since we have the script, now we can just use that as sort of backdrop for our uh, production. We have a, uh, he's a very young director, he's done a lot of things on his own, but this is the first time he's working with pretty official crew and uh, actors, This is sort of a classroom for those people that want to gain more experience in the different roles like whether it be audio or directing or lighting. They will be uh, front and center with the support of the more um, experienced members of the group. But then when we get to one of our what we call official scripts, then the more uh, the senior members sort of take on the bigger roles. The, the whole idea for scene number 76 is to take the scene, shoot it with Jason's vision, yeah. and then compare it literally side by side to the actual scene Split that was shot to see like, okay, what are the big time filmmakers? What decisions did they make and what decisions did we make? Listen, I consider myself to be sort of a, a beginning filmmaker every time I get into a set because there's always something new that I learn every single time. I always treat everything like it's a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I, and I did yeah. work one Super Which, Bowl. Which, by the
0: way, is tomorrow. Oh,
2: that's right. The so Super Bowl uh,
0: tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I, I get nervous every time I go on. Yeah, yeah. So and I do too. Go. Really? And, yeah, every single time.
2: It's really interesting dealing with actors because you hire them because they bring something to your project. The project is this painting that we're going to paint, if you yep. will, yep. and you guys are like the color that we dip our brushes into to give it the life that we we try our hardest to try to achieve. To me, casting is 80% of making a director look good because when you get the right actors and when they gel well, uh, it's it's fascinating working with them. And I think with this whole scene number 76, it's going to be interesting to see this young, untested director who has a lot of challenges ahead of him. I mean, dealing with the crew, the cast, me being a hard ass. Today, like they're going out on this site survey, it's his job to make the decisions. Listen, are you going to use this couch or that couch? Be mindful. What's the lighting going to be like? When you get out to the set, there's going to be all sorts of curveballs that are going to be thrown at you, and yeah. you have to try to rethink of them all before you get there. There is stuff that happens every single time, no matter how well it's planned, and you got to be able to adapt, make the changes, and move forward, because you only have so many hours in your production day.
1: I would I would agree with that, because like even speaking with other actors, the more prepared you are, the more it literally reflects in that actor's ability. The better you are, the better the actor is going to be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yep.
2: And you know what's interesting? I don't think there's a bad actor. Like, people say, oh, this person's a really bad actor. Mm. They weren't right for the part, but yeah, they're right yeah. for other parts. Even if it ends up being the biggest disaster, <laughs> we will all have learned something from yeah. this that you apply. And that's what's important about scene number 76. It could be a disaster, and it could be really <laughs> successful.
0: Our next episode, we're going to be talking about post-mortem mm-hmm. of uh, scene number 76. We'll probably have Jason... If he survives. <laughs> if he, <if> he <laughs> survives. So I yeah. wanted to thank Jave. You're yes, welcome. And, and thank <laughs> Billy. Where can we find you? Oh,
1: you can go to imdb.me slash Billy Brannigan. That's, that's the IMDb page. Read up on me. Podcast, The Writer's Block. It's on iTunes.
0: Where Just, they pitch shitty movie We pitch guess. shitty movies <laughs> to each other. Yep. <laughs> We
1: are book. we are once a week the space writers space block
0: and uh, we also want to thank the baobab Tree studios yeah. and yeah
2: thank you brendan thank you Revkev. kev and thank you everybody uh, thank uh, you tree. for having me like this was this absolutely was cool. of course we're yes. gonna have you back again because you yes. know your
0: podcast guy and you walked in with that sweater and i was like i it did is, <laughs> it's fate man it's fate. <laughs>
2: We we'll, we'll, have, we'll fa- have a Facebook page. We have a by YouTube page. A YouTube Look page. up like Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop, and our first two productions, productions. are on there: A yeah. Jaguar for Sale and Truly Terrified.
0: That's where you guys can find us. And um, thanks again, guys. Thanks.
2: Thank you, Woo! Tess. Bye. <laughs>
1: Recorded at Baobab Tree Studios. Thanks for listening. Love me.